Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going and Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to on today's episode. Oh, man, we got tons of news, including uh, growing frustration within AEW. How much more can it grow? Because I feel like we do this story once a quarter, but evidently there's even more growth of frustration. It's just persistent. Persistent nagging frustration yes. within AEW. There is kind of an interesting sort of sub-story within that one, but we're going to get to that in a second here. Uh, we're also going to talk about the latest on Drew McIntyre's contract status. Larson, there was a YouTube comment the other day that said, why are you guys so obsessed with this man's contract? It's none of your business. <laughs> He's doing great work. I'm just curious what his future holds. That's it. It's news. Like, that's about. what we do. It's yeah. back. It's behind-the-scenes news yeah. because, you know, they don't they don't offer that that stuff up. So we need to speculate here on the show. It is our business, Larson, as far as I'm concerned. Our business is talking about the backstage comings and goings. Exactly. That YouTube commenter is trying to take food off my family's table, Larson. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> but first, this is interesting. So we might have some more information about a big old blunder on WWE's oh, part, my. more specifically one. Paul Levesque, known as a cerebral assassin. And yes, I will be offering up a conspiracy theory during this story, Larson. Conspiracy Steve. Conspiracy Steve is, making, is back. He's back and he's got his. Uh, what was it? Triple H? On, huh? Triple H is what? It was like his lats, right? Or, or no, these are the traps. No. Peasy's muscles, yeah. These are tra- traps. Remember when he came? Oh, these are the lats. The lats his are the lats ones were massive when he yeah. came back. Yeah, he, he could put his arms down. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't exactly. Yeah. All in the that way. in that uh, cool denim jacket, leather vest combo. Yeah, the anyways, ones here at the side so, of the back. Anyway, so yeah, Dave Meltzer and and and, and the crew over there at Wrestling Observer. Those other guys. Those other guys. Have been a bit all over the map in regards to figuring out what's been going on before, during, after the whole Rock, Roman, Cody thing starting at the February 2nd SmackDown. It's like basically every scenario has either been speculated upon, some aspect of it reported on. Is it a work? Was it a work in the beginning? Did the start shoot end up work? It's like it's all been discussed and, and all been like there's been angles where people have various perspectives on what it is over there. Right, yeah. It's been all over the map. So, in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Meltzer reported the following. Quote, It was said that it was Levesque's idea for what happened on the February 2nd show with the idea that if Rhodes endorsed The Rock, it tied up the storyline and hoped that the endorsement from Rhodes would avoid a backlash that was definitely expected and planned for, but not to the extent it actually happened. Obviously, that backfired, and Johnson and Brian Gewurz's reaction was that if he was going to get booed, he should be a heel, and it appears Rock and Reigns versus Rhodes and Rollins was the answer. Whatever it is, it should be made clear on the February 16th episode of SmackDown. That's tonight. Here's more from Dave about how the the, the process was booked from Triple H, Cerebral Assassin, King of Kings, the game, Paul Levesque. The, the game. Uh, the Levesque idea was said to be to to be to shoot an a- injury angle where the bloodline would take out Rhodes on the February second show in Birmingham. This would lead to the official announcement of Rhodes, sorry, Reigns versus Rock at the press conference in Las Vegas. In the end, Rhodes would return and sh- he should win the title. Rhodes was never going to get screwed and was always going to get a match with Reigns, but whether it would be at Mania or shortly after is not clear. But this was always an angle to build to Reigns versus Rhodes. Where that is said to have changed is that Punk got hurt, leaving Rollins without an opponent. Levesque at the time made the move to put Rhodes in the spot, which is where the plan of Rollins versus Rhodes for night one and Rock versus Reigns for night two came. At that point, Rhodes was not going to face Reigns at Mania, but still would after. Let's take a break here before we get to this other part, which I don't know where this other thing comes from, honestly. Um... <laughs> okay, I haven't read the other thing, oh. so I'm excited, Larson. It's something. It's something. <laughs> okay. Else. So, okay, golly, let's try to wrap our heads around this one. So, the idea was they would do an injury angle on the February second show. Now, the February second show is where Rhodes stepped out of the way for The Rock. Yes. But because at the Rumble Punk got injured, they didn't do the injury angle, and instead they had Seth Rollins start pitching to Cody Rhodes choose me yes and uh and then the 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 two the the february 2nd show where Rhodes says you know i'm doing this for the rock uh that was meant to be an endorsement from Rhodes. there was nothing about cody's uh, uh, performance during that that seemed like yes i'm excited for the rock to get this match that did not come off like i mean it, it came off like a hey like okay so to be fair to be and not I'm not trying to be a Triple H apologist here because it was a dog shit situation. I can see how the subtext was I'd rather this guy be the guy, but there is zero explanation. Like clearly he was endorsing the idea of that match, but without any real explanation as to hey, I just won the rumble and now I want this to happen. So I mean, yeah. and this does 
if this is true. And again, there is a big caveat here, Larson, in that we have seen the WWE recently, most famously with Justin Barrasso, offer up disinformation, misinformation uh, in, an, in an attempt to swerve. Yeah, there could be something else about all that later on, but continue on. You said he had a conspiracy. I want to hear it. Uh, oh, no, I don't know. This is actually wildly more crazy than anything I have to say. <laughs> well, here, let's I get to this. I'm, I'm excited. Okay, okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's go to let's go to the next part. Let's right. go to the next part. So I'm excited to get. I want to see your reaction as I read this because this is something else. Okay. Melser also added, "Quote at the Mania press conference on February 8th in Las Vegas, Levesque talked about guys going into business for themselves with the idea the Rock was going against the planned script." Get ready, Steve. Later, they filmed a segment which didn't air on television, but was all over social media, where Levesque and Rock went nose to nose and actually challenged each other for a match at Mania. Although, it was they would love to each other before a giant... What the heck? Although it was, they would love to each other before a giant crowd at a WrestleMania without the, without the idea it was a specific one. Given Levesque's heart issues, such a match would seem to be impossible, and virtually, virtually everyone believed that to be the case. The fact that it was never put on television says it was not something they wanted to hammer home as a storyline... And more as a way to make people think the two weren't getting along with the idea that aspect of the angle was real. I got a question for you. Does this segment actually exist? Because I've never seen it. The only thing I can think of. Not only did it not air on television, <laughs> it didn't air anywhere. No. No. Is this is he referring to the bit after the press conference where The Rock tells Triple H to fix it and assume whatever they bleeped out was The Rock saying something like, you're lucky... So what it turns out, he says, uh, the, rocks, the Rock says... He says, I'm going to slap the teeth out of his mouth, referring to Cody. You're lucky, and then I, don't, he, you're lucky I don't effing. He, he said, yeah. No, so, slap okay, the so, teeth out of his mouth. And then the, and the Roman says, you're lucky. And then Triple H says, yeah, you are too. Yeah, right, 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 right. So that's um, the only thing I can think of that, that, he, that, that he's referencing here. Dude, I don't know that that exists. <laughs> as written like, here that does not exist it did not happen unless it happened years ago and he's and and and, and there's some confusion about when that happened if, i don't if know. the idea is they filmed something that didn't air on television and we can assume from this writing that it did air elsewhere no it didn't that no. does not exist no now, if it is if it is on Brian Gortz's phone or any of the three or four production people that were surrounding, you know, I, that's one thing I love to see is the background of the, the the backstage bit where you have two people running up on them, one with the phone, one with the DSLR, and then they had a third person on the opposite angle filming all that stuff too. I love that stuff. Yeah. I want a couple of people filming, walking around with us, Larson, filming, yeah, <laughs> filming all of our 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 kayfabe movements. Um, that does not exist no, out in like on TV, out of TV, nothing like that. Now, I have seen plenty of online speculation that seems to completely forget that Triple H has a very real heart condition that would preclude. He Triple H is not the kind of guy to put his boots in the ring and then come back. So that was never going to happen. No. Now, if let's give the benefit of the doubt to the other guys here. If they did film something and word got out, potentially maybe there there was some language used about like a violent encounter or a fight. 
But I don't think for a second Triple H would ever tease that he's going to be in a match of possible. any sort. It's not possible. You can't do it's it. It's not possible. It's a Randy the Ram situation. You can't do that. No. Um, so that's off the table. That's craziness. Yeah. Now, if that footage exists, I'd love to see it, but I'd, I'd be it's really thing, shocked. It's one thing to say the footage exists, but they never aired it, but to say that it was spread all over social media. Is that the language used? Later, they oh filmed the God, segment, which right. didn't air on it was television. All it was all over social media. media where Levesque and Rock went nose to nose and actually challenged each other for a match at Mania. That never happened. No. That doesn't exist. No. There were, there were, there were more angles filmed of that backstage segment that we did see on television. Yeah. There were additional social media specific angles filmed of that same thing. But at no point was a match suggested between the two. No. So that's weird. That is um, Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's rewind to let's let's for the sake of conversation. Sure. And here's the thing these days, dude, look, it's fun to talk about this stuff in terms of the real story. I don't think anybody has that. I honestly don't. I really don't. I, I, and, I and I honestly don't know how much of this was creative, creative blunders, pivoting, original plans. I don't know what any of it is. I, I will almost guarantee you. Tonight on SmackDown, and maybe I'll eat my words on Saturday morning, 
But I almost guarantee Rock's going to try to get this match changed to Rock Roman again. And he's mm-hmm. going to do something from a corporate point of view mm-hmm. that'll probably like suspend Triple H or, or usurp his power. Something like I that. get the feeling that they'll pull some sort of angle like that because yeah. they're building this as a big deal on SmackDown. Um, so they're going to they're going to mess around with this um, at an elimination chamber. I think it was announced that it's going to be Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins on the Grayson Waller effect. Yep. Maybe they'll build the tag. If there's going to be a tag match, they'll build that there. Or Seth's yep. just going to say, I got your back either way. Um, let's roll with this as the real story, though, just for the sake of conversation, including because the, there including is the, the, the nose to nose backstage. No, they no, not other. that. Oh, no, okay. that's All completely right. disqualified from any further conversation because it's fantasy land. Okay. <laughs> that shit didn't happen. No, we did not phase shift, man. No. Anyways. No. Um, but. For the sake of conversation, let's take this first bit as actual backstage details of what happened. Yeah. Um, that's that's dicey ground to have Cody Rhodes. So the idea would have been Cody Punk Rollins if Punk hadn't been injured. Yeah. And it still would have been Cody Roman. Yeah. And they just would have taken the long route getting there. Yeah. Okay. So right. so it would have been it would have been Cody. Sorry, it would have been Rollins Punk. Yeah. For the World Heavyweight done. title. That's done. Cody yeah. still would have won. Assuming this is everything in here is accurate. Cody sure, yeah. would have won the Rumble. I guess the following SmackDown, rather than Cody stepping aside, he would have gotten beaten down. Rock would have stepped up, taken his place to make the match at Mania. And I guess Cody would just have that world title shot in his back pocket to use whenever he wanted for winning the Rumble. What would he have done at WrestleMania, though? That's the that's the, like there's a gap in the reporting. There here. is there is because you don't have Cody not involved in WrestleMania at a very high level, you know, like, yeah, like was right. he supposed to take on Drew McIntyre? And that's why Drew beat him down. Look at the mania sign. Yeah. Yeah. Was that going to was that in the works? But I feel like that happened after. Didn't that happen after that SmackDown? Here's the gap. This would lead to the official announcement of Reigns versus Rock at the press conference in Las Vegas. In the end, Rhodes would return and he should win the title. Rhodes was never going to get screwed and was always going to get a match with Reigns. But whether it would be at Mania or shortly after is not clear. Okay, so even Dave admits it's not clear what Rhodes would have done at WrestleMania. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Drew, Damian Priest, none of that stuff makes sense for Cody Rhodes. It really doesn't. Were they going to do an injury angle that was going to keep Cody out through WrestleMania? Was that the not idea? Not a chance. No, absolutely not, not. Yeah, we take that off the table. Right. Or like, was it going to be a situation where he was written off TV only to return at WrestleMania after Roman beat The Rock to confront Roman then and be like, hey, tomorrow on Raw or Friday on SmackDown, I, that's when I get my ti- That's when I'm cashing in my title opportunity? Yeah. Maybe that. But even that doesn't make sense. You have Cody wrestle at WrestleMania. Yeah. He's your top yeah. baby face. How do you yeah. not have him wrestle at WrestleMania? Yeah, that's all. That's all bizarre. That's all bizarre stuff. So I, I don't know. I, honestly, it's it's difficult to make heads or tails. It's difficult to understand. Okay, clearly there seemed to be some sort of creative pivot when it comes to Cody Rhodes saying, uh, "I'm stepping aside for The Rock," and then and then the press conference was announced, and then Cody stepped up and said, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm taking this back." That's um, bullshit. Yeah, so, but in terms of like the exact you know play by play. I, we're going to have to wait for Brian Gortz to write another book. If we um, ever, if we ever get the real story of this. Oh, I think, you know, honestly, dude, I kind of feel like we will at some point way down. I'm saying way down the line because he's already written one down book. The line, yeah. He's already written one book, maybe five years down the line. 
because I feel like the rock understood the rock says the rock says I think the rock being a Hollywood guy understands dude he literally just released a statement to combat a real world you know situation yeah where he said this is a performance I turned heel I'm the bad guy yeah, here. yeah yeah he, he's, he, been, he's been pretty open about the transparency of his his involvement in the wrestling and what his role in it is absolutely I would imagine he now it's going to now once we get that book, it'll be from Gortz's point of view. Absolutely. But I kind of feel like that will be the most accurate situation that we would get. Um, so I, 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 I suspect that at some point we'll get the full story. I, I have a hard time believing kind of anybody right now when it comes to definitive accounts of what's going on and 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 in everybody's orbit you know yep. we've often said that fightful select is a great place to go if you want you know because obviously sean is close to a lot of the wrestlers in wwe and uh and he's got you know a lot of good information that's just from various points of view like when he says punk was told that he was going to face rollins at wrestlemania i believe that that's been confirmed by a ton of people yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know sean ross Sapp has said yeah him and cm punk they've talked you know they've he's outlined their relationship um, and, and I have no reason to doubt that whatsoever. His reporting is spot on. Um, th there's a lot of jumping of who jumping through hoops yeah. in what we just read though. And, and, yeah. and it's interesting to see and understand or try to comprehend what kind of, I don't want to say games necessarily, but what WWE is throwing people, uh, what they're biting on, what could be the truth, what could be you know, disinformation, misinformation, mm -hmm. you know, but it's to me, that's it's part of the ride. And I think that's a lot of fun, man. It, it keeps is. us guessing, you know, it does. It does. It is. It is part of the ride. and It is fun. Um, yeah. And, and we've spoken in the past about uh, those in the wrestling sphere who are trying to make a coherent, cohesive narrative about with a bunch of contradictory information as it relates to the rock Roman Cody stuff. And given the fact that, you know, especially the, the Justin Barrasso case where it seemed like there was disinformation, misinformation put out there purposely, potentially to, 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 you know, whether it's to bring some confusion, uh, to the outcome of what was going to happen at the rumble, not make it so perhaps obvious that Cody was going to win, whatever. Um, you know, if that's implemented by people within WB now to, uh, whether it's to, to kind of suss out leaks where they're coming from, or is it simply just to put a bunch of information out there so the outcomes of the matches on the shows aren't so clear? It seems to be something that's happening, and to try to take that information, which might not be reliable, with perhaps reliable information and square that all together is difficult mm -hmm. to do. You know, dude, there's, there's a wider discussion that I've seen, especially with the Vince McMahon stuff over wrestling media, wrestling journalists, and their relationship to the wrestling industry. And oftentimes it's it's been related to sports media. And I think it's a disingenuous or an ill attempt to create an analogy between the two because I don't really see it. Wrestling media to me feels more like uh, entertainment media, yeah. you know, so many of them. And, and you know this intimately, you know, you go, you you do the press junket stuff, you know, you interview the, the actors and, you know, it, the obvious difference being in the entertainment industry, they're cool given, you know, uh, creative, uh, uh the, 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 the behind the scenes details yeah, on, yeah. on how yeah. creative works there. Um, and so, so often 
because it's you know once in once in a lifetime once in a generation that you get an actual serious story like the vince mcmahon stuff oftentimes when wrestling media is confronted by or or has the opportunity to question you know triple h there's often that the they get the softball questions because the industry is so protected you know they're not going to talk about script writing etc cetera, etc cetera. and so there's a lighter nature to the general narrative of the relationship between the media and the industry. And I wonder if that's why WWE is sort of playing with the idea of let's, let's give the dirt sheets something that will help fuel our narrative. Seth Rollins bitching backstage after CM Punk's return mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when he knew damn well, he was showing up yeah. to fuel the speculation that he's not happy and using the dirt sheets and their sources to do it yeah. is a prime example of yeah. that. Yeah. Using the f knowing very well that there's people backstage who talk to wrestling media outlets and, and, and using that to advance a story being told. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it feels like that's something within the last few months that's happened more more often seemingly seemingly it's a very unique thing to pro yes, wrestling it is you know and and given that there's such a you know i i understand that there is a demand amongst you know for example marvel fans to know you know what the plots are going to be coming up and i don't think that the movie industry uses the trades to 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 throw disinformation as to who ant-man is going to be fighting in his latest movie i that's just that that just seems to not really happen in wrestling. That seems to be a tack that the WWE is sort of taking right now, which yeah. is kind of interesting because, yeah. you know, 12,000 people now sub to Fightful Select. I don't know how many thousands of people, you know, are subscribers to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Mm -hmm. But to try to work the marks, work the sheets, work whatever you want to call it, um, it'll be interesting to see how much they're able to get away with. Yeah. 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 Yep. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's pivot here. Exciting All contract right. news. Oh, man, Why are we so it. obsessed with Drew McIntyre's contract? I don't obsessed. know. Obsessed. I th man, last night, Larson, I was laying in bed. I was like, gosh darn it, you know? Drew McIntyre's contract. <sighs> when is he going to sign? When is he going to sign? How much money? How rich is he going to be? Drew McIntyre contact. <laughs> yeah, you know, just in the shower and you're washing your hair and you just can't think of anything but Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Oh, it's conditioner. This conditioner is so good on my hair. Contract. Drew McIntyre's contract. Oh, contract. God, I got to wash this up. So uh, a couple days ago, I believe it was Wednesday, we talked about speculation. Speculation mm. from mm. PW Insider's Mike Johnson that Drew McIntyre may have signed a new WB deal because he was advertised for a show in Italy in May. And I think the presumption was that. His contract was up shortly after WrestleMania. Fightful Select reported yesterday that Drew and WB have had negotiations for a new deal, and both sides, quote, want to get a deal done, but that no new contract has been agreed upon, much less signed. 
Uh, Dave Meltzer also mentioned on a recent Wrestling Observer Radio quote, Drew McIntyre was announced for a show in Italy in May, and obviously his contract is up in April. So I guess the first question was, has he signed a new deal? And the answer to that is no. He has not signed a new deal, but he seems very happy so far with his new character, and he's really excited about it. They're working with the idea that he's not going anywhere, but nothing is signed. But I think the talk of him taking a lot of time off and everything like that, probably not. And he'll probably sign a new deal, but it's still just a probably until it happens. Then Drew was actually asked about his contract status during an interview with Westport. And this is what Drew had to say. Quote, I can't talk about transcripts from Fightful. I can't talk about that. I'll let the internet talk about it. I'll, I'll just keep watching. It's interesting. I'm not the only one that has a contract in WWE. It's just interesting that it seems to be mine that is on there every week for a year. Okay, stop the presses. He just gave us full permission to speak on it because, Larson, we are internet. We are internet. <laughs> so we can talk about as much as we want to, YouTube commenter. Yeah. Drew we said have, he, he endorses us speaking about his contract. We have Drew's blessing. We have his blessing, and uh, and he's happy that we're out. Internet here is uh, talking about it. Exactly. Stephen Larson, Internet Podcast. Uh, I mean, it has been an ongoing thing for, what, months? <laughs> you know, ever since yeah, he, he was off TV for a spell, and, and there was reports that, oh, he's not happy with his creative, they're far apart on money, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Uh, I, I would assume Drew understands... That right now, wrestlers have a lot of leverage when it comes yeah. to negotiating new deals. Yeah. And uh, he, seemingly he's being smart about exercising that leverage mm-hmm. to maximize the, the deal he gets next. Um, that's good so, business for Drew McIntyre. Here's the thing. He's a big deal. He's a massive we love deal. him. It's we great. love his work. Seems like a pleasant fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'd love to see him continue uh, this story in WWE. So... Until I know that pen has been to paper, or sorry, sorry, DocuSign has been completed and a PDF is in Drew McIntyre's email box. <laughs> I'm not going to rest soundly, Lars. Well, I guess you could say until he clicks the box for a generic signature to put, be put in box. <laughs> exactly, via yeah. yes. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, that, that's cool to know. Before we talk about the growing, persistent, consistent frustration within a E W want to ask our friendos out there. If you're watching the show and if you enjoy the show, do us a solid, hit that subscribe button and the notify bell so that you always know when there's new going in raw content, man, we've got, we're at 200,666. The devil. So help us get away from Lucifer. And uh, and into the next palindrome 201 102. We'd appreciate that. Uh, and then also hit that like button that helps, you know, grow going in raw, gets us out there in the algorithm. The algorithm likes that. And guess what? We like it as well. We do. If you hit that like button, uh, we got new merch over at friendoshop.com. And right now, celebrate the 10 year anniversary of going in raw. You can use promo code friendo2024 to get 20% off at friendoshop.com. This wrestle juice hat right here uh, is part of that, and then also uh, other stuff. Nothing, nothing else is laying around. Um, and then uh, also uh, we've got bonus content later on today. I hope, or at the early, at the latest tomorrow, uh, a new Friendo Cast episode eight 
uh, where we have a very spirited, lively discussion about music yeah. and how it's affected our lives. Mm-hmm. And then we answer a bunch of friendo questions like over. It's like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, friendo it's pretty cast. long. It's a long one. We talk about music stuff and I feel like it's just scratching the surface. It really is. Yeah. But it's still a 40 minute conversation, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the new friendo cast is dropping soon. That's an exclusive, exclusive series every single week that you can get by getting the friendo club setup, which you can get at patreon.com slash Stephen Larson or by clicking join right here at youtube.com slash Stephen Larson. It's $5 a month, whichever way you choose to obtain the Friendo Club setup. It also gets you access to question threads for our shows and, of course, access to the Big Blue Predictions Challenge. The next Big Blue Predictions Challenge is coming up very shortly at our next week of champions, which includes two events, WWE's Elimination Chamber from Perth and, of course, AEW Revolution, Sting's final match. And if you guys, if anybody out there, if any of the friendos out there, believe that their predictive powers are superior, then we invite you to participate in the Big Blue Predictions Challenge. Try to dethrone Cameron Shank. Right now, the current Big Blue Predictions champion. And there's also going to be another prize on the line this time. What it will be, I don't know. I don't know. Surprise. 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 Yeah. So anyways, that's the plugs for you. Speaking of surprises, I guess it's not surprising. More frustration within AEW because we hear about it all the time. So start here. Again, this comes from Elser Newsletter. It talks about a sense of frustration amongst AEW talents because of their uh, attendance issues at their live events. Saying the following, quote, We mentioned last week about morale being the best it's been in a long time. It was noted that the talent is getting along more than it has. Mm. But... So many wrestlers under contract and only so many that can be pushed. Inherently, there's going to be frustration because most on the roster are not people just happy to not show their stuff and perform just because they're making good money. There are exceptions to that rule, but when you put together a roster of high-level performers, they're going to want to perform. There is also frustration from a lot of circles since talent comes to the shows and sees the smaller crowd since the start of the year. Tony Khan always paints a positive picture about the company being stronger due to increased revenues, or bringing up ratings, and there's a feeling that popularity is declining overall and changes have to be made to turn around, and he's acting like everything is fine. Let's pause there, because this next thing is kind of a story into itself. Yes. Um, it is, you know, I, 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 can, I can absolutely understand this. Um, he does, every single time he's in a media scrum or an interview... And I, I just honestly think maybe, and, and maybe you can speak on this too, it might just be like a corporate 20, American corporate 2024 thing where everything's great. Yeah. Everything is roses. You, you always just look at the positive. I mean, God, it, Triple H did the same thing at that disastrous Royal Rumble press conference when these horrible allegations about Vince McMahon dropped and they were like, hey, have you read the lawsuit? Do you know about this? What's going on? I just want to focus on the positives. <clears throat> Wrong answer. Yeah, wrong answer. You got to keep it real, man. These crowds are are tiny, and uh, and it's just it's it can't be fun for the wrestlers to go out and have to deal with that. And uh, there is there is a certain perception about AEW right now, and I'm not going to say you know it's 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 they still have good stuff going on, and they still have from a business perspective some some you know thing good things. You oh know, yeah, the ratings, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Usually, like the ratings are while not like growing 
they they've been they've been averaging like 800 850,000, you know, that hasn't dynamite, dipped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, dynamite has. Collision did a pretty good number for Collision last week and that's yeah. that was up from the week before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's always one of the top rated shows in like I guess the demo on cable or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, it's not all going down the toilet. No. Um, but there is a lack of excitement around the product. There is. And there's perception that the product has stagnated a bit. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. Because there hasn't been growth, especially mm-hmm. in, the, in the ratings department. In fact, in the attendance department, it's dipped quite a bit. And, you know, there's when, when, they, when they really load up a show or go to a, a market where they typically do well, and they'll still get a decent crowd. Um, but, you know, there was reports of collisions that were getting 1,500 people, 1,800 yeah, people. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, and they're, they're booking these shows in larger venues. Mm-hmm. And so they have to tarp off not only the entire upper deck, but the whole hard camp side of the building is kind of looking empty. Um, and there's been a couple shows where you could very much sense how sparsely attended these shows are, especially in such large buildings. Mm-hmm. And they can try to disguise and, and shoot around the vast swaths of empty seats. You can only do that so much. You can only do that so much when you, you're, you, you're watching a wrestling show and you can tell they're in a large venue because you see the space around the yeah. ring. Yeah. And then the crowd noise isn't commiserate with the size of the building. Yeah. You get the sense about, okay, there's not a whole lot of people here. Yeah. And it just yeah. speaks to the excitement level uh, surrounding the product, which is nowhere near what it used to be, despite the fact that ratings, at least for Dynamite, are pretty consistent. Collisions all over ma- the map, but that's kind of dependent on what it's up against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, and and if if Tony Khan's philosophy is, you know, focusing strictly on the positives and 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 and, and highlighting those in an effort to, uh, you know, uh, uh, whether it's we'll focus on the the metric that metrics that are favorable to us in, in, in hopes of promoting the product, putting forth the perception that everything's great and wildly successful, helping them get a better TV deal. Because right now, the way the wrestling business is, so much about your success financially depends on your TV deal, not live show attendance. So if the idea is, I'm cool getting 2,000 people paid in the building for our shows if I can get a $100 million a year cable deal, then that's a win for AEW. And if you look at the, the balance sheet, he's probably not wrong in that respect. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I've often speculated about like their, you know, their touring pattern, like where they're going, the markets they're going to, and uh, and and if they're maximizing their potential, you know, by not hitting certain markets or hitting certain markets too much, yeah. and if that's simply a cost, you know, thing, it's like okay, well, we can get five thousand if we go to this place, but it's costing us a bunch more rather than just sticking in this area where we'll get 2000, you know, is that really going to make that big of a difference, you know, in, in, in the pocketbook and the wallet, or is it actually going to cost you more money to tour if you're only going to get that much more of a return on it? I, I don't know. That's here. Come here, Mike. That's speculation on my part, because you're right. What matters is the TV deal. Um, and, uh, and right now, like their TV, it's not, bleeding it's not doing terribly and in fact on most nights on most wednesdays it's like you know the number one show on cable yeah so that's not that's not that terrible you know 
So I don't know it. it but, you know, I, I think it may be maybe as an employee, as an as a performer, contractor, whatever. You just want maybe a little bit more honesty, you know? Oh, absolutely. I don't know absolutely. If that's the situation. I mean, that's one thing I one thing I will say about Dave Meltzer. I know we just talked about misinformation, disinformation. If there is one place he's got he is definitely plugged into it's AEW. Yeah. Like we all we all understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, this this next bit is pretty interesting because apparently another source of frustration within AEW relates to the company's new partnership with CMLL. Meltzer noted this. As noted before, the deal with CMLL is that on any television show that their talent appears on, no other Mexican wrestlers can appear. It doesn't matter if they work for AAA or not or did in the past. It's no other Mexican wrestlers can appear. Some of the prior Mexican talent is mad that Tony Khan agreed to those terms. Noting that AAA never made a demand like that for AEW to not feature CMLL talent, even though they were warring in Mexico. It was noted that Penta and Phoenix were in AEW from day one in particular, and the feeling it's disrespectful to them that there would be shows, including perhaps multiple pay-per-views this year, including any pay-per-view anyone from CMLL is booked on, that they couldn't even be allowed on the show. That sounds horrible. So I'm looking back here and on the first episode of Dynamite where uh, it was Volador, the, the, the first time that CML wrestlers yep. sat ringside where it's Mox mm -hmm. versus Jeff Hardy was a match. Commander was yep. on the card. He wrestled Wardlow later on. That was February. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. First. So I'm kind of going mm. through here. To see if there's any other shows, and maybe that's a new thing. I don't know, but I remember mm -hmm. that specifically how Commander was on the card later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about that on the show. I remember we that. did, we did. Hmm. So, um, grain of salt on that one, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe that's that's the thing going forward now that they feel like the the partnerships on firmer ground. I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, Revolution's coming up, but I don't think there's a CMLL involvement in there yet. Yeah, I don't believe so either. I don't know if there's going to be one, though, because Danielson's already taken on Kingston. Mox and Claudio seem to be in this FTR thing, so I wonder if the remainder of the CMLL relationship is simply in CMLL, where this is not even going to be an issue. Yeah, it could be. That Hopefully could be. that'll be the case. Yeah, <clears throat> that could be. Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? But we've heard the past where, like, uh, 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 Andrade... Couldn't be involved in Forbidden Door. Oh yeah, there's been a whole mess of stuff in the past. You know, and same with same with the Lucha Brothers because they were, uh, you know, wrestlers who worked for AAA and given New Japan's relationship with CMLL. Like, to they a degree, be on the Forbidden Door shows. I mean, if there are active wrestlers and companies that are warring, I understand keeping them, you know, off the same shows. I would understand why that would be a thing. That being said, if like, and I know Pentagon and Phoenix, they still appear for AAA. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? That's their business, not mine. <laughs> I'm not going to lose any sleep over that one. You want to do a SmackDown preview? Let's do a SmackDown preview. The Rock says, The Rock, the Roman Rock Reigns, says. to return to SmackDown. So maybe we'll oh, Rock's going to He's going to flex that board of directors. You would think so. Way. You would think so. Uh, Miz and Logan Paul square off in Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Logan Paul's going to advance there, you'd think. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Zelina Vega battles Tiffany Stratton in Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Yeah, Stratton's going to go ahead in that one. You'd think so. Kevin Owens looks to gain entry into Chamber by facing Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Kevin Owens probably going to win that one. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. And then Naomi faces Alba Fire 
in another chamber qualifying match, Naomi's going to qualify. Yes, she'll qualify. Yeah, her first match and her first match back since the Rumble. I think so. I think so. Uh, that's cool. Would you like to answer some questions? Let's answer some questions. All right. AJ Otani says, if you had to choose an insult to turn into a nickname, what would it be? He says, I'd go with the immortal slime from WrestleMania uh, 7. Well, it'd be the shit twins. Shit twins. Yeah, we did kind of embrace that. When someone mm, yeah. called us the shit twins in a comment years ago. Next. Go ahead and read the next question. All right, Cameron Bordalazzo here says, since McGriddles are the food of choice for Saudi shows, <clears throat> yeah. what's going to be your snack for the 2 a.m. show in Perth? Oh, dude, I don't know that don't I'm going to be eating. I don't need to eat at 2 o'clock in the morning. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. I don't, Probably energy I, drink to keep me up. I don't know. Oh, God. Heart explodes on air. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. You know, I might have some, like, peanut butter and Ritz crackers. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like that as a combo. You can drink yeah. some milk with it because your mouth is so dry. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see here. Oh, John and Alistair voice John. says this. John, he says, can you guys attempt to sit like Will Riker does? Yeah, but you can't do it on these gaming chairs, on these office chairs. Because you know what he's talking about, right? Yeah. It's the Riker maneuver. He sort of, he like, he hurdles a chair to sit down in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he sits backwards in it, doesn't he? How does it work? No, he just he just he approaches it from behind. The chair yeah, is in normal position. Push it forward, right? And he just no, he just he just Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Swings his leg. Nashes it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, going yeah. over the top rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um in a very confident manner. Uh, you need a very he, low back chair for that. You can't do that with office chairs. No, He's a tall not. dude, but you yeah. know, still, that's that's. I'm not lot. that flexible to swing my leg over this. Should I even try? Uh, Justin Sider says, "What is your favorite wrestling phrase? Become a part of your everyday speech." Uh, no sell, no sell. Easily. That's in there. Yeah, uh, me and Lacey both use that quite a bit. Uh, work and shoot. I'll use those. Yeah, I'll I'll use kayfabe sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But, yeah, every day I use no-sell. Nick Sturzu says, uh, if the rumors of a World Heavyweight Championship triple threat at Manny are to be believed, how do you put Sammy into that match if Drew wins in the chamber? You don't because he's a loser. Yeah, he's a losing wrestler. (laughs) You put somebody else in there. Because even if he beats Drew in a singles match with the stipulation that he earns a spot in in, in that, like one win over is is supposed to make up for what twelve straight losses? How many years? Yeah, straight losses. No. Sammy has no. It's a bit he too needs much. to go on a, on a streak. He needs to get on AEW Dark and uh, rack he up to, a couple yeah, of easy wins. Yeah, he needs to get those power rank, ratings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Mercer asks, "What are your top five WrestleManias of all time?" So rapid fire. Okay. Uh, geez. Uh, thirty-one. Uh, thirty-nine. Um. Uh, uh, 2002. Uh, Is that the you went to? No, I, I went to. Oh, that's t- 2005. 18. 18 is 2002. 18, yeah. That was a. That was the Rock. Hogan. Rock Hogan. Yeah. Rock Hogan, Austin NWO, and then Flair Undertaker, I think. Uh, I don't know. 14, probably. Yeah. No, I don't know. 14 really wasn't that good. No, it wasn't that great. Really. Mm, I don't know. My memory's so dog shit. 30, 31. 
Oh, yeah, 30. I put 30 in there. Uh, 17. Was that a good one? Yeah, that's the that's that's I mean it's the one where Stone Cold turned heel, but the rest of the cards like yeah everybody says that's a really generally regarded as one of if not the best WrestleManias. Yeah, okay. Um, sure, yeah, thirty nine. I'll put twenty one in mine too because I was at twenty one, and that's a good one. They had the Hollywood stuff. Yeah, those are the ones that come to mind. Okay, right on. Well, I haven't see. seen seventeen in a long time, so maybe it's not that good. I don't know. I mean, it might be people. You're right. People generally say that's like one of the better ones. Yeah, is that the one where they did the the European Intercontinental Championship all wrapped into no, one? No, that was 16. That was the one I went to. That was not a good WrestleMania. <laughs> um, 17. Uh, Stone Cold Rock, Undertaker, Triple H. Mm. Oh, the TLC match for the tag titles. Okay. Uh, yeah. What else? What else on there? Uh, Jericho and Regal for the Intercontinental title. That was probably good. Uh, Kane, Raven, and Big Show for the hardcore title. That's the one with the golf Man. cart? Maybe. Oh, yeah, huh, probably. Uh, Eddie versus Test for the European Championship. Kurt Angle and Benoit. Mm. China versus Ivory. All right. Yeah, I'm not gonna put that in mind. <laughs> I don't just remember. I don't remember shit from it. I remember the. I remember the very end, and that made me mad. Uh, Coach John Pliskin says, uh, "Who should be entered in the WWE 2024 Hall of Fame?" Oh, we've talked about this before. It's like uh, what uh, Pillman, uh, Batista, China as a solo act. Yeah. Uh, probably like Paul Heyman, maybe. Yeah. Um, Shane Douglas, obviously. Yeah franchise steve wants the franchise in there the hall of fame is now franchised uh rye here is asking best potato chip brand and flavor go so we can't put his... fritos because fritos are corn chips mm, i don't like any of that uh i got go with the og pringles yeah og My pringles top. are pretty good um yeah. it's, it's salt and pepper kettle chips the kettle brand for me those are awesome those are good those are good yeah yeah uh let's see here Oh, wow. Jonathan Vieira says, if Going in Raw was set in the 1930s, what do you change your podcast name to? Well, okay, so, you know, obviously we got the name Going in Raw. It's a sexual euphemism, and and on top of that, it's got WWE Raw in the name because we used to do pay-per-view reviews leading into Going in Raw. I'm sorry, leading into Raw. Yeah. Um, So what is an event or a venue name for 1930s. like 1930s catch wrestling. Going in catch. Uh, Catching in Raw. I mean, Raw didn't exist, so there would be no reason for Raw to be in the title. There was the, a weekly that, television at the time. The Hackenschmidt Show. The Hackenschmidt Radio Hour. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, welcome. It was uh, 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 the Dapper Dan presents the Hack and Schmidt Radio Hour. Exactly. People were like Lucky Strike presents. <laughs> Lucky in the thirties, really? Yeah. Did they did they advertise cigarettes back then? What's I'm sure thing? they did. Yeah, General General Oats or something like that. <laughs> Ford Motors. I'm guessing, yeah, all those. Man, if you're getting those sponsors. <laughs> oh man, you're doing big big business right there. 
Luis here says, would you guys look at the wrestling rumors last year or five years ago this time and see if any of them played out or how they played out? No, Cage Side Seats used to do the rumor roundup. Where they'd look, I think it was six, six to 12 months. Dude, let's do that for Friendo Club Wrestling. That'd be fun, yeah. That'd Go to be a video cool. with a new story from five years ago and see how it played out. I still want to do like reacting to uh, us breaking, us doing breaking news stuff, like yeah. the creation of AEW and all oh, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. could be a lot of fun. That could be fun. Uh, Justin here says, do you think all the injuries in WWE recently are just a coincidence or is there something related to the training style that WWE does? It reminds me of when some professional sports teams have a whole lot of injuries in a short period of time and then the team decides to adjust their training routines. <laughs> Was it like in the spell, like when in, in, in NXT, like when hit, when uh, 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 Kenta was there and hurt his shoulder. I thought someone else had a shoulder injury. Or they thought maybe that part of the reason that Finn's shoulder got jacked up was due to training or something. Maybe that's – I'm pulling that out of, out of my rear end. But, like, there was a spell of, of injuries in NXT, I think, around that time. And maybe it is training. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it is how they're conditioning you know, the people at the Performance Center. I don't know. I do feel like there's been a bit of a improvement with what's going on at the Performance Center. Cause like it did seem like there was a period of time like you know like Rich Holland catching a dude and blowing out both, both of his, his legs. legs. Yeah, yeah. I know Finn's shoulder injury was a fluke, fluke thing, and you see how he takes that that buckle bomb into the the barricade. Like it's, I don't know how you could avoid injury in that case. I just mm -hmm. thought I heard saucing about that, but that's probably me misremembering or imagining something. So no, that sound it sounds familiar. Um, let's see here. Uh, I am the Rocky Feller says, oh, this is an easy one. In kayfabe, why does Rhea Ripley not interact directly with Judgment Day as much as she used to? Because they're a pill. Because Damian Priest is a pill. My goodness. Yeah. He's just always walking around mad face. He's The final straw for me would have been like, oh, we didn't all get on the video game cover. It's like, what? where's the congratulations? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Frozen Tape asks, how do y'all book the Andre Battle Royal for it to mean something? Like, what would the winner get? Oh, freaking mid-card title shot. There you go. Yeah. You know, if it's supposed to, like, crown kind of a newish, you know, up-and-coming guy, you got to give him something. Give him a, yeah, give him a title shot. Yeah. Mid-card title shot. Mid-card money in the bank. That's what you do. There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We did it. You All cash right, in that giant trophy. Yeah, man. All right. Is that we good? We done? Sure. All right. Cool. Anyways, hopefully everybody here has a good weekend, and uh, we'll see you guys bright and early on Monday afternoon. Till next time, we'll see you around. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.